the Lord is a message that he has given me that we, we will benefit uh, at least this church. And thank you so much for making the time to plan your day, to, to spend it here. Uh, sometimes it's not right that after preparing for the whole of the week to come to the church, then you come here and you go out empty-handed. Or maybe when you come here, you don't find something that is helpful. So it is my prayer that the message the Lord has given me might help you, might build you up, might make you a better person. Uh, this morning, we are going to be uh, uh, talking about uh, remembering the Creator. Remember the Creator. Uh, the scriptures that we are going to read are going to come from Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 12. We will read the scripture. After reading the scripture, then we will pray. Then listen to the word. If you open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. If you are there, I will read from the... NIV Bible that I have with me here. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark, and the clouds return after the rain, when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men snoop, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those looking through the windows grow dim, when the doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades, when men roll up, rise up at the sound of beds, but all their songs grow faint. When men are afraid of heights and of dangers in the streets, when the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags himself along and desire no longer is stirred, then man goes to his eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Remember him before the silver cord is severed. Or the golden bowel is broken before the pitcher is shattered at the spring or the wheel broken at the well and the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who gave it meaningless meaningless says the teacher everything is meaningless let us pray our mighty and heavenly father we thank you for you inspired these words they have been written that, Lord, your church might be edified through it. They have been well preserved for us to read and study the, your mind. Thank you, O God, Lord, for scripture says we now have the mind of Christ with us. We thank you, O God, for your word says, how shall we have faith? And faith 
only comes through hearing and hearing your word. Therefore, Father, we pray that you might build up our faith. We want to learn at least one thing from you. Help us, O God. And I pray for each individual who has made up his time to come here. Please, Lord, touch them at the bottom of their hearts. For we have prayed in Jesus' name, O Lord. Amen. This is the unbroken word of God. The word that stands, that has survived all these centuries for a purpose. That purpose is that one of these days you might hear them being spoken. And thank God, Christ our Lord says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. In other words, the Bible, the ancient words, they remain because it is the mind of Christ. For this reason, it is desired of us to take time to listen to the word of God. In this sermon, I will attempt to answer why and a bit of how on why we should remember your Creator. I've titled this sermon, Remember Your Creator. I've read so many, so many scriptures that they are poetic in nature and many may not find, may not recall. But the emphasis that I want to put today is on three words that are written by the preacher, by the teacher, when he says, Remember your Creator. Let me start by saying, what is the need of remembrance? Why must we remember the Creator? Watch the contrast here. The Bible is saying, remember your Creator, not ancestors. This I'm saying because South Africa and part of us in the Africa here are tied up on one of uh, the greatest dece deception the devil has brought to us. We spend time in remembrance of our ancestors. I'm saying that we shift the glory from God to our ancestors. The Bible is saying, remember your creator. By the way, why I'm saying this is, if you go back a bit, the teacher, he knew about this. And in chapter 9, from verse, to four, from verse 4 to 6, in chapter 9, from verse 4 to 6, he is correcting this. He says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even the memory of them is forgotten. Their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they have a part in anything that happens under the sun. So, thank you for coming tonight, for this morning. By your coming, let this be strong in you, that scripture actually emphasizes that we should remember our Creator, not giving the glory to our ancestors, not coming to the Lord is a jealous God. And being a jealous God, he won't want his glory to be mixed up with other things that are lesser than himself. It's Christ and Christ alone. Not to mix up Christ with ancestors. The Bible is clear here. Remember, your creator. Not the things that are created. Ancestors were created. The Bible is straight here. Remember your creator. Remember your creator. Chapter 12 it sets the time limit 
in which remembrance ought to be made. There is figurative language that has been used here to break down the, explana the explanation that a time will come when we are no longer able, when we become ineffective, when our strength starts failing us. And slowly we approach once eternal home. This is mentioned in verse 5 that the time will come when we start slowing down. This word is normally spoken to the youths, but let me say before God, God is timeless. God is God who is no beginning, no end. So we are all youths before Him. And therefore, let us not say this is specifically addressed to, to youths. Let's take it as God speaking to us. He says, remember your Creator in the days of your youth. In the days when you are still energetic, when you are still sensitive, when you are still with the strength to run, to run around, the Bible it says, remember your Creator. It is good when the children are caught young. If we catch them young, they're better. Some of the scriptures that I recite, I recite because I got them when I was still a young person. Isn't it? John 3 verse 16, For God so loved the world. I'm sure everyone can recite that scripture, isn't it? It is a scripture that we learned when we were very, very, very young, isn't it? So, the Bible says, when you are still active, when you are still in your prime time, remember your creator. Why? Because he's God of time, like we said last time, last week. He's God of time. He's God who has given us a specific time to live. He says, during this time, when you are still alive, remember your creator. Why? Verse 5 tells you that uh, when right, when men rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint. When men are afraid of ice and all dangers in the streets, when the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags himself along and desire no longer to, to, to stay, then man goes to his eternal home and the mourners go about the streets. So, scripture is trying to explain the slowing down that happens. Even there's, there's a particular scripture there in verse uh, 3 that tells you that you must remember your creator when the grinders cease because they are few uh, before the, the grinders when your teeth are still there before you start losing your teeth. So it is describing an, an aging process. If you read it from where it starts, it's de describing an aging process. That aging is sure to come. But remember your creator before death comes. Why? does the Lord emphasize this? Verse 7, there's emphasis that uh, and the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to God who made it. Uh, you can see that God has given us a specific time to be on this planet. Ecclesiastes 3, we saw it when he says uh, there's a time to die and there's a time a, 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 to plant, there's a time to plant 
pluck up that which is planted. So God has appointed you a specific time to be on earth. And because of that time that is appointed to us, we must remember our Creator. The greatest thing the teacher is now concluding. He's about to conclude his observations. And as he is about to conclude, he writes a very important statement. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Let us zero in in analyzing that those three words remember your creator your creator the word remember it's a call to attention so that to it, it is a call to attention and in it there is something that is implied there that you are well aware of there is something when i say remember i'm trying to remind you of something that you know about so the bible says remember your creator this is something that you know about and you know actually the best thing to do when i say remember i'm reminding you of something that you know very sure about it's a word that describes you to recall to recall something from memory you know something about what i'm about to say that's why i say remember i can't assume when i say remember that you know is it so when the Bible says remember, it is assuming there is some background information that you must have. It is also saying that it's something that you need to think about. For example, Christ says, uses the word remember in Luke 17 verse 32. He says, remember Lord's wife. It's one of the shortest verses. By the way, I was saying some of the verses that we memorized, we memorized them when I was still a young person. This is one of them. I think you can memorize it now. It's Luke 17, verse 32, which says, Remember Lord's wife, period. It's finished. Remember Lord's wife. It's finished. Luke 17, verse 32. Why did the Lord say this? He was trying to captivate the people to go down in history. Think about the relationship that Lord's wife had with God and what happened to him. So, wise people, you can beat them using words. Fools, yes, you can go and look for a hundred stripes and hit, hit them, but nothing will change. But if you are wise today and you listen to what Christ says, when he says, remember Lord's wife, I think you start thinking about exactly where did she go wrong. She was almost saved from the fires of Sodom and Gomorrah. The next thing we, we read that she became a pillar of salt. So Christ uses the words, remember Lord's wife, for you to go deep in thinking and make a positive change in your life. So, this same word, remember, is also used. Remember, uh, the thief on the cross, he says to Christ, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So, remember is a very strong word. He was saying, please Christ, when you come into your kingdom, think about me. Think about me as well, isn't it? And then Christ promised him that today I will be with you in paradise. So, by merely going a bit to check on the word remember, I'm simply trying to ask you not just to read this scripture and end there. It is to read this scripture and out of it think about why the teacher is including this in my Bible 
It is the three letters that are written, remember your creator. Then the other explanations start flowing. The next thing is not only remember, but it's your. There is that uh, 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 word used, your. Remember your creator. This is referring to a personal relationship with the creator. You must know the creator personally. You must have a personal relationship with your creator. This is only possible through our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the revealed member of the deity who came and he's such a, a nice friend. He's such a nice Lord. Remember when that man who denied Christ, the doubting Thomas, and that day when Christ appears and the Lord says, come check, I'm the one. And then he says, my Lord and my God. So you need to have that kind of a relationship with your creator. You can only remember someone whom you have interacted with. You can only remember someone whom you, 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 you have been with. Our newfound faith is not one of distance. Christ wants to be close to you. He wants, he, he came, you know, he demystified the thing that God can be far away from people. When Christ came, he came and he reached out for the downtrodden. He reached out for the outcast. He reached out for, for you, is now. And his desire is to have a personal relationship, a close relationship with you. That's why when the teacher is writing, he says, remember your creator god must be close to you 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 know the other faiths they make they make god to be somebody to be revered who's far away but christianity takes god closer to you that's why the authors we have sung some waves what a friend we have in jesus he's there for you He's there for you. You must have a personal relationship with your creator. I'm interchanging the word creator, Christ, God, because Christ says he, 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 he is God. He is the way. He is God. Without him was not anything made that was made. So Christ is our creator. So a relationship with Christ is your relationship with your creator. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, you don't have a relationship with the, with the creator. The next thing, remember your creator. The third word there is, is your creator. The teacher realized life is not a matter of chance. This I, we spoke about it last week. The creatures, yeah, the, 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 the creation narrative, uh, which we read in Genesis, is the best explanation of how we came to exist existence. Genesis chapter 1 is a classical chapter where God himself inspires Moses to write about how the earth came into being. The earth, right now we are bombarded by a lot of a, a, a scientific research and uh, that we are being told but the, the, the earth is so millions of years what all this is not. But there is never a, 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 a the, a good explanation that you find here in, in, in scripture that must be accept, accept, uh, uh, accepted by faith where 
there is the creator of all who created this world in six days so life is not a matter of chance the creator the one who designed us he did it and in six days he created this world the bible affirms this direct creation uh, of man in psalm chapter 100 verse 3 it says know that the lord is god it is he who made us and we are his a very wonderful psalm that we normally sing psalms 100 it it affirms that man never came on earth by chance he was created by god and jesus our lord the one whom we learn from he said have you not heard have you not read that he who created them from the beginning he made them male and female matthew chapter 19 verse 4 it is something to be accepted by faith that god created the world our lord jesus christ quoted it that god made the world god made you so when we talk about creation it is only the fool who refuses that god made the earth it is only the fool psalms 139 from verse 13 to 18 it's a classical psalm which describes how you and me were were, were, were made uh, let me read this one because it is helps us to to see that you are not a product of chance you are a product of god's thoughts i will read this scripture because it is needful for you to realize that you do not come here by chance god had a specific and special design of the man of the child of the mother i am looking at you are so special in the sight of god let me read this uh, from psalms 139 uh, the few scriptures that i've just mentioned if you find them verse 18 psalms 139 from verse 18 for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb you were not in that mother's womb by chance i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful i know that full well my frame was not hidden from you when i was made in the secret place when i was woven together in the depths of the earth your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be how precious to me are your thoughts O oh god how vast is the sum of them where i to count them they would outnumber the grains of sand when i awake i'm still with you you can see how david the psalmist appreciates how he was fearfully and wonderfully made that's why he had time to remember his creator he appreciated that he is a product of the lord's uh, faithful creation on him the prophet jeremiah also says this before i formed you in the womb i knew you a very common scripture which emphasized the point that you are in god's thoughts if you are in god's thoughts the teacher is saying remember your creator 
have a personal relationship with you. Let me just mention a few points that we find John MacArthur helping us to remember about the implications of having been created by God. He mentions five points there, which I'll run through uh, uh, very fast. Number one point, John MacArthur says, humans do not exist in a vacuum. If they do not exist in a vacuum, in other words, they don't just act, uh, uh, exist accidentally just like that. This precondition for men, uh, uh, the precondition for men is God. For humans to exist, they must be God. Look at the potter when he's molding his pots. You know, he can decide how to make it, how to round it, how to take off some extra material. He shape it, he can even destroy it and restart afresh. The same thing for humans to be what we are. There is a master uh, 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 who designer. You know. So we do not exist in a, in, a, in, a, in a vacuum. Point two, direct creation means man is not God. If man is created, it means he is not God. You know. This is very important because there are people who take themselves, deify themselves. I mean, you, you take a person who is created to become God. That is, that is a, a, a heresy. There are people who possess some strong powers who want to influence people to take them up and almost like worship them. That you can cancel them immediately that this becomes heretical. Because a created thing can never be God. Direct creation means man is not God. Man is neither divine nor the highest being in existence. Creatures will always be under the creator. Point number three, since man is a creature, he is obliged to submit to God. Since man is a creature, since we now we, we are the product of God's design, we are accountable to God. Even Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9 says, God shall bring you into account on one of these days for what you have done. We will be accountable to God for what we have done since we are created. Then, point four, man is tasked with a unique role in God's creation. When God finished creating man, we saw it last week that he said everything was good. When he had done that, he tasked men and he said, you, I'm giving you a task to multiply, to fill the earth, and to subdue it. So, God gave men a task. Point number five. Man was created to give God glory. We start asking, why was man created? Man was created to give glory to God. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made it, is a scripture that we find in Isaiah 43, verse 7. God is calling everyone whom he created to, whom he created, and he did this for his glory. So you were created to glorify God. You were created to fulfill a specific purpose in the sight of the Lord. That's why the teacher says, remember your creator. I wonder how much you are doing in remembering your creator. You must have a personal relationship with him. So, the teacher is calling us to attention. He says, there is a time to die that is slowly approaching. And when you don't remember your creator, you will miss out. 
and God is going, going to, 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 to ask of you, will be accountable for the days. If you read Exodus chapter 11 very well, it will tell you if you are a young man that you can do whatever you will, you can enjoy your life. But remember, one of these days, God is going to ask accountability. Your creator is going to ask for accountability. Let me wrap up by saying, how should you respond to this call to remember your creator? Make use of this God-given time to cultivate a relationship with Christ, the creator of all things. I told you I can interchange God, Christ, creator, because without Christ, nothing was created that is created. So, cultivate a relationship with him. During these graceful days, days of grace, I'm sure as we speak today, we have a lot of our brothers and our sisters, very close people that were losing to the uh, pandemic uh, that we are facing. You know, it is a pity that if people lose their lives without cultivating a relationship with Christ, the Lord is going to make them to be accountable. That's why we, we, we emphasize this, that let's have a relationship now, in our youthful days, when we are still sensitive, when we are still active, when we are still able to use our faculties. There's a time that comes when you can no longer reason well. But now when you can think and you can decide, I'm going to change, cultivate a relationship with God. In fact, scripture says, redeem the time because the days are evil. This we say you find in Ephesians 5 verse 16, when, when it says, make use of the time. Make use of the time because the days are evil. When you still are active, make use of that time. To remember Christ here means to think of him first in your life and to follow him daily. We used to sing a song, I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. This is the kind of resolution, the resolve that is needed of you while you are still active and able to make a resolution that whatever, what, whatever can come, it will not take me away from my decision that I made to follow Christ. Being a created being, you owe the creator to submit to him. Let Christ receive all glory, for the glory is his. Lastly, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 is a very nice scripture that helps us to continue to think about, uh, 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 about, about our creator. Because it says, whatever you do, whatever you drink, whatever you eat or drink, you do all to the glory of your Creator. Do all to the glory of Christ. That will help us decide when you are in that position to decide. Because when Christ is looking at you, when God is looking at you, He wants you to remember Him. He wants His position. The Creator wants His position. The jar in the house, that nice cup in the, in, in the home, he, 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 the, it is the, the person who bought it, who wants to see it a, a, a beautifying the home. And he wants to make it clean so that it can beautify the home. Are you going to be that clean vessel? Are you going to be that vessel that brings joy to its owner? We need to glorify, to give glory to the Lord while we're still alive. So may the Lord help you resolve to live a better life that pleases your maker. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for 
the scriptures when you say remember your creator help us O oh God that this message might sink in us that as we daily walk in our Christian living we may realize that you are there watching over us and help us O oh God walk uh, in a way that pleases you Father you once again in scripture tells us that work out your salvation with fear and trembling you require of us O oh God to live lives that indeed resemble the creator whom we have believed give us the grace not out of our own works O oh God but because of what Christ did make us help us O oh God and fashion us after you deliver us O oh God from thinking that it is our works that please you but it is Christ living in us who brings the total glory to himself thank you father for we've prayed in Jesus name our Lord amen